Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello, friends, and welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on Monday, October the 2nd. My name is Chris Williams. I am in Iowa, joined by Chris Hassel, who is back from Durham, North Carolina, in Florida. And uh, we're ready to go. A lot to talk about this week. Uh, Probably one of the biggest talking shows that I think we've ever had when it comes to both Iowa and Iowa State. But, Chris, man, I I actually... um, I thought about you in the fourth quarter of your game because I've got <laughs> Iowa, Iowa State, and then I had your game on my third TV. And I was like, man, Hassel feels right at home. He's calling a 13-7 to game in the fourth quarter. Like, this is perfect for him uh, with Duke and <laughs> yes. Notre Dame. And Boy, you saw probably the game of the week, I think, in college football. That was it a, was a, it was was a great a finish. Yeah, great finish to that game. It was The, the first three quarters weren't, weren't um, anything to write home about. But, man, Duke... Scored two straight touchdowns, took the lead. The place was rocking. Biggest game in Duke history. They had Notre Dame on the ropes, fourth and 16. And mm. boy, Sam Hartman, big, uh, big conversion. Took it 17 yards, very next play, touchdown. And Notre Dame survives. And then Lou Holtz made an appearance in the booth after the game. I saw that. I saw that. And then um, Lou was also there pregame. Lou had a big oh, yeah, on the field, yeah. yeah. He was in the shrubbery. He, he was, was in there the bushes. Pre-game. Yeah. yeah. It was nice to have some reports from, from Lou. From old coach. Um, for that Notre Dame game. But that's probably the only Notre Dame game I'm going to get this year. So, not sure if we'll see him again. Good to see Good. Uh, Chiz Williams in the comments. A nice little nod to my dad's um, cryptic post to you <laughs> a month or so ago. Chiz Williams. Let's go. There is a lot to talk about today, Chris. Man, it was tough for me, though, because both the Iowa and Iowa State games were going on the exact same time as my game. Yeah, I didn't like it either because I'm kind of a, as much shit as we give each other, I'm kind of a hassle fanboy myself, and I like listening to your games and didn't get to. It was it was a lot happening at once, especially when Cade McNamara got hurt. That's mm. where we'll start today. Uh, I want to thank our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery for being the presenting sponsor of Two Guys Named Chris. Of course, we're in the Channel Seed Studios. I've got my 
nice little channel channel seed um, shirt on. There you go. Look at that beautiful mm. new logo there with our yeah. friends at Channel. Wish seed. I had one of those. Look, I, I have like the, I have the Channel Seed knockoff. It's like almost the same thing, but it doesn't have any logo on it. Well, I mean, and it's ten years old. What's well, not? This is. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you meant what channel sent you. We actually, real quick, major major shows coming up for farmers because they're all in the they're all in the fields harvesting right now. So we'll, I'll bet you money we have a spike in listenership. Like as far as like minutes listen, because these guys are nuts. They they listen to podcasts like crazy. So we appreciate all those channel seedsmen and their great customers that are out there tuning in to us today. All right, uh, we'll start with Iowa, and then we'll get into Iowa State. Iowa's the big story here is a, a, really a great comeback win for Iowa. Uh, to, you know, the McNamara injury is the big story here, but I, Iowa was essentially left for dead in the fourth quarter. Uh, Cooper DeGene works his magic. I, I've said a couple times, Chris, that he's the most exciting Hawkeye, in my opinion, since Tim Dwight. A guy who just captivates me. Who I want him to touch the ball. I want. I want every time he see, every time the ball is in Cooper DeGene's area, something electric could happen. He proves that again on Saturday night with this punt return. He also had the beautiful interception that really saved the game. It, it allowed Iowa to even be in this situation. But a really incredible performance by old number three out there. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the biggest story to come out of this weekend. No, it's it's the Cade McNamara severe injury. We know he was playing hurt all season and was a shell of himself. But, um, you know, it, it would be shocking if the injury he sustained would allow him to come back at all this season. I think we're going to hear pretty soon that this is a season-ending injury. And I don't know if it's... If that's going to mean the end of his career at Iowa, he he could come back. Um, if I were him, I wouldn't. I mean, if if I want to play another year and I'm Cade McNamara, I, I'm I'm going somewhere else. I mean, I, I just don't see any upside to come back and play in this offense. It's it's too bad we didn't get to see 100% Cade McNamara, and maybe that would have made a difference. I don't know. But we never got to see him anywhere close to healthy. And, you know, it's too bad. He was the story of the offseason. A lot of Iowa fans were excited about this season solely because of him and what he could mean for this offense. But he gets hurt in fall camp. And, you know, Ference comes out and says it. We're not going to do certain things with him. He could hardly move. He couldn't evade pressure it would it was affecting his throws too I, I have no doubt about that and I, I'm sure it affected the the playbook as well because they were trying to protect him it was just sad to see him go down in that fashion because it's probably going to be a long road to recovery um it's just another kind of kick to the stones in this this season that we had so much promise for. What the hell's going on with that noise? We get we have know. crowd noise in the background, Van Wink. I oh, think. sorry, I didn't know you could hear that. My bad. Yeah, Van Wink was bleeding highlights. Van Wink, the... did you just get done with your shift at McDonald's today? 
What you got on there? A Mickey D's hat? That's the Jack Trice. It's the Jack stripes. Trice hat. It's the 100th anniversary of Jack Trice this week. Yeah, man, Don't be that, a dick. That looks like he's wearing a McDonald's hat. I'm sorry. It looks great, Matt. Thank I'm you. I'm sorry. Don't let hassle rain on, on that parade. You can you can shit all over our defense, but I'll be damned if you're going <laughs> to come after the Jack Trice. You strike. can't tell me that doesn't look like a McDonald's hat. You can't tell uh, me. Anywho. I, I, I'm, I'm on record that I... Wish Iowa State's school colors weren't cardinal and gold. I don't like the gold. So, what what do you do? What do you do? <clears throat> yeah. Actually, I have an answer. We'll get well, to that. You wear black. Better Boulder coming coming up here in the uh, later on in the program. Well, that, that might as well get into my my triple B right now because oh, it's, okay. it's the guy who won the game for Iowa. It is Cooper DeGene. He is my bigger, better Boulder player of the week. The guy. I mean. That's the closest thing to like what would look like a real wide receiver catching a touchdown. And I kind of played with that with some video editing, make it look like Cooper DeGene caught a touchdown pass, but it was an interception. Makes the big play in the end zone and then the punt return for a touchdown. And I, I, you're probably right. He, he probably is the most electric Iowa player since Tim Dwight. Yeah, I'm not saying he's the best player, but like when he touches the ball, anything can happen. You could make the argument for Brad Banks, but he was only there one season. Yeah, yeah. And he he was electric. I mean, he he made some huge plays with his feet. It's just it's just too bad that we only get to see Cooper DeGene touch the ball when the opponents make a mistake. Whether I told it's you last year playing an interception, play him at quarterback. Or I mean, what are they doing punting to him like that in that situation? That that had to be a mistake by the punter. Had to be. There's no way that you give him a chance to win that game when you've got a backup quarterback out there and an Iowa offense that has shown nothing, not only the entire game, but the entire season. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I can't fathom that. I mean, he had... 20 yards of open turf in front of him when he caught that punt, that line drive punt. And that's probably the only reason Iowa wins the game. Really, uh, really good stuff for him. Let's turn the conversation to going forward. So you had this in your rundown, and I saw our friend John Sears commentated on this last night on Channel 13, and I see where you guys are going here. I think I may need to have you lead me, uh, you know, lead the horse to water a little bit more with this. So you have in our rundown, Iowa's offense has a higher ceiling with Deacon Hill because he's not severely hampered by injury, mm-hmm. which on the surface I I understand. Uh, and and Deacon Hill went out there, you know, his first couple he was he was okay, um, but then, man, he is he is not accurate. <laughs> from what we've seen, we haven't we haven't seen much of the guy. But he he is not accurate. Uh, it the, it gave me real Spencer Petras vibes. A guy with a decent arm, good body. You know he's big. Um, he's going to be really good at the quarterback sneak. We know that about well, Deacon Hill. Th- there you go. There, already there's a plus there, Williams, because <laughs> another play has entered the Iowa I playbook. Just, the, this the quarterback feels sneak to me is back. Like a guy who's going to complete. You know, 
40 to 50% of his passes most times out. Um, well, but what, I'll let you what, go ahead and make your point. What did McNamara complete this season? That's true. Ben Wink, no, look up right. McNamara's completion percentage. Deacon yeah, Hill, Juan I Pride think. Hawkeye makes the point. There were a ton of drops in that game, too. Six drops. The truth. Six your drops. Your guy, uh, Brown, could have yeah. had his first reception at a key moment, moved the chains for Iowa, and just dropped it. Perfect pass by Hill. Right in the well, right in the numbers. I heard John Miller talking about it on Hawkeye Sunday. You know, when you when you never get thrown the ball and then all of a sudden you, yeah. you finally see one. It's tough. You know, it's tough to just turn that turn that switch on. So McNamara as Van Wink pulls up fifty one percent. Which is yeah, atrocious. I mean, yeah. It's atrocious this day and age in, in college football. And what is what is that? Deacon Hill's numbers forty three percent. Yep. <laughs> this season. Um, so <laughs> the reason I say that the ceiling is higher, and it's not much higher. Look, the the the, the Iowa offensive ceiling. I mean, it's it it is low. Okay, but the ceiling is higher because I think that they will run more plays with Deacon Hill, and Deacon Hill can do more because he can actually move a little bit. McNamara was so hurt all season long, he couldn't do anything. He couldn't extend a play, couldn't run a bootleg, couldn't run a quarterback sneak, couldn't get that extra oomph onto the ball, and clearly wasn't going to look to target any receivers. So I just think that, yeah, the floor is lower with Deacon Hill. He's unproven. There's a reason why he didn't get any reps in practice at Wisconsin and he had to transfer to Iowa. But I think that the ceiling could be a little bit higher for him because he's not hurt. It's as simple as that. You don't buy that? Uh, sure. I also think he's a guy that's willing to take some chances, which I, I, I would one of the reasons with... I'm surprised that yeah. Kirk Ferentz is leaning his way instead of Joey Labus, who has missed more time because of an injury. Here's my deal, and it all comes back to the coaching. Like, if they would have been calling this thing properly, I I, I think that your point is moot. Like, I don't I don't buy it, but they they weren't letting Cade just like. I mean, if you watch these, like, you don't even do you you watch more NFL than I do, but like, there's so many of these good play callers out there now with these great systems where you don't have to be Patrick Mahomes anymore, right? Like you can mm-hmm. just be like what Brock's doing at San Francisco. Right. He's got Brock Purdy, all, 20 for 21 yesterday. He's a distributor. He's just distributing the ball to athletes. He's not mm-hmm. reinventing football. You know, even like what Kirk Cousins is doing at Minnesota is not a great example, but he he's putting up, he's having like a crazy good year statistically. If you have Kirk Cousins on your fantasy team, you're having a great year. And it's because the schemes are just great. These these new offensive schemes and Iowa's is so bad. You know, I it I think they could have taken advantage of McNamara, but I just don't know. I, I don't I don't feel like it was going that direction. So maybe you're right. Maybe this guy that'll run a little bit. I mean, he's a freaking fullback out there. Yeah, uh, he's maybe, a tank. Maybe you convince me. I just think he's going to throw more interceptions. Oh, I think he will too. You know, yeah, that type I do. Of thing. I think he will throw more interceptions. But let's take some chances. God damn it. Jeez. And, and I know that's that's, I, that's I feel not the same in way. Iowa's I DNA. I said the same thing about Iowa State. They lost by 30, but at least they tried. Mm. 
You know, mm-hmm. they at least it wasn't this just all right, let's kill as much clock as we can and hope we don't get killed. Like they went out and <laughs> threw the ball a little bit. So I get it. I I totally understand what you're saying. What do you think the future holds for Cade McNamara? Let's just assume he's done for the season. He's got a year of eligibility left. If I hadn't seen that press conference last week, I would have told you I think he'll come back to Iowa. The press conference where he said, I'm not the one calling the plays? He looked just totally shot in that press. And and Mm -hmm. so did Ragini. Like, they were all just... And I get it. These guys don't want to be answering those questions right now. And this is another deal. It's like the Barta contract thing. Like now these players are having to answer about it and all that. Like it's not that looked to me like a guy who was, yeah, this isn't what I was promised. No. I mean, that, that, that was that's clear. How I it didn't that. take long for him to change his tune because it, <laughs> he he got, you know, I think he came in thinking that he could change things himself and he can't. I think if the best thing for him would be to like transfer to, and he's a he's a high major player. There's no doubt in my mind. We've seen mm-hmm. him play in a playoff for God's sake. He he should go to like a go to Nebraska. I mean, go 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 somewhere. I get, well, go go to an offensive system is my my whole point. Like, go somewhere where you're okay, going so to be you able to Don't go to the Big Ten no, West. No, yeah, I would go? get out of Purdue high major altogether. Purdue's the only I would Big go Ten to West a team that great offensive system in the Sun Belt. Go to a great offensive system. You know, one of these play. I was. Going to name off, like, go play for Dana Holgerson, but I don't know about that's different now that they're in the Mm -hmm. Big 12. But go somewhere where you can throw it 50 times a game and put up some numbers and actually show what you could do because he's never been able to do that at Michigan or Iowa. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do if I were Cave McNamara. I'm looking for his future. You want to be – what's the best case for him right now? Work your way into being a scout team guy in the NFL or a backup. You need to be able to show what you can do. You're not going to be able to do that here. You would be sacrificing money probably because I don't know, you know, the NIL situation. I don't know what he's been promised and what he's gotten in Iowa, but my guess is he's, he got quite a bit. Is he, is he going to get that to come back to Iowa? Is he going to have to turn down more money to, to go to a Sunbelt school or go to a school that has a, an offensive system, like you say, I don't know, but I, I don't know. If I'm him, <clears throat> I'm not coming back to Iowa. And if, if I'm an Iowa fan, I mean, I I would be fine with that. I I do, I do know that we didn't get the 100 percent of Cade McNamara that we could have gotten had he not been injured. But how much of a difference would that really have made in this offense? I don't know. I really, I, I I don't know. You, so you look at it now, Iowa is a, via our friends at Circa Sports, a 3.5 point home favorite over Purdue. And we had all kind of, you know, this was one of those games you wrote in pen, I guess, or what you didn't even pencil it in. You had this down as a win earlier so, in the so, year. So yeah, that, that kind of goes to my lasting impression from this past game against Michigan State is I need to I need to change my way of thinking like I need to stop thinking oh my god these opponents are so bad it's just going to be a win and chalk that up go into it thinking yeah they'll they'll win the game because that's just not who Iowa is Iowa is a lot closer to the level of these bad teams than what I originally thought coming in like 
I really did not think Michigan State was going to pose any kind of a threat because Michigan State's so bad and they almost lost the damn game. So I don't think you can go into these games anymore just thinking you're going to win, thinking it's not going to be too difficult. This is who Iowa is. I think every game on the schedule now is going to be difficult despite the bad opponents. Was that not the most Iowa way to win that game on Saturday night, though? <laughs> it looked like... Oh, yeah. um, yeah, it, it looked like those, you know, those Petrus teams that, oh, oh, we won 10 games, you know. And and they might. They very they might do well it again. still could. They're going to have to yeah. eke out all of these games. Yeah. But no, there isn't a single a team stressful. on the schedule. The, the only game that I see as a loss right now, like as a sure loss, is probably at Wisconsin. I, <clears throat> I'm giving them a chance in that game. But I, of all the games, that's the one that I, I don't see them winning. But well, you're right back into the we need a special teams or a defensive touchdown yes. conversation where you were kind of hoping to get out of that. And you got one on yes. Saturday night. Some big They're, plays by the but defense. But they will be favored in every other game. Slight favorite. They won't be favored at Wisconsin. They'll be favored against Minnesota. They'll be favored against Northwestern. Should be favored against Rutgers, though. Rutgers, Rutgers might be better than Iowa. I'm not Rutgers sure might be better. We'll see. Illinois has been just terrible, and so is Nebraska. That's on the road last game of the season. That schedule. You guys are still winning. It's pathetic. It's You're pathetic. still winning eight at least, probably yes. nine. Uh, well, yeah, I think so. But yeah, again, honestly. I, I, look what they just did against Michigan State. The performance that they got from Cooper DeGene, and they still and, – and, and some some long field goals – and they still, you know, barely won the game. They got three interceptions <laughs> off Noah Kim. And <clears throat> I saw somebody say, it was, it was Ryan, Ryan in the comments, if people truly think the answer is Deacon Hill, they are severely naive. I don't know anyone who thinks that Deacon Hill is the answer. <laughs> yeah. Different like, conversation here, Ryan. <laughs> I don't think there is an answer for the Iowa offense. I really don't. It, it, unless we're talking about uh, going into the video editor after the game and editing touchdown passes to Cooper DeGene like I did. I, I'm just saying, at least he's not hurt. At least the guy is 100%. Because Cade McNamara wasn't even close to that all season. I That's just, all I'm my saying. My whole thing, at least with McNamara, I don't think he was going to go out and throw... Three picks in a game. He wasn't. What you're saying is McNamara wouldn't just lose the game. Yeah, this guy has a chance to lose the game. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You know what? If (laughs) I get it, I get it. If the quarterback loses the game, so be it. I I think I disagree with you and you and Sears where it's like the ceiling is higher, but it's all. So you think at best. He's going to just do the exact same thing McNamara did. Williams, we saw a quarterback sneak. Yeah, he ran for like five yards on that. It was a great play. The production level is so low. Quarterback sneaks affect things in this offense. Like that that is a good thing for this offense. You can't overlook (sighs) that. But let me put it this way now. Oh, my God. I can't believe we're talking about this on October 2nd. Um it's Deacon Hill the rest of the way without Luke Lachey. Yeah. I mean, 
if I would have told you September 1, that's where this thing's going to go. Mm-hmm. The whole higher ceiling thing rings a little bit hollow, but I, I get your point. Well, yeah, but we didn't know what McNamara was going to be September one. We yes, didn't know how low right. his ceiling was. God. We didn't know how bad he was going to be, how limited he was going to be with the injury. Yeah, maybe they'll just say screw it. Maybe they'll just throw the entire game plan out the window. I don't know. I don't know. But man, get ready for eight nine man boxes and. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that that that's what they were up against in that game. And I, I, one can make the point that that's what most people bring to Iowa anyways. All right. Um, yeah, you wanted to note, too, the, the atmosphere was really good. I, wow. I thought what, that, yeah. What, what, a, what a performance by those fans. And, yeah, there were fire Brian chants. And that's I, I don't have a problem with that. Well, at this point. I don't. So, real quick, a quick plug for uh, so CW Pod this week. Uh, Scott Docterman's actually going to come on, and we're going to have like a really in-depth, nuanced conversation about just the whole Ference era. Uh-huh. Where did things go from here? Uh, we're actually doing it later this morning, so that should be up this afternoon. Um, and that's part of the conversation because I, I just think that like. Well, yeah, you'd rather your fans not have to be chanting that, but like just the way this whole thing has gone down, it's inevitable. And it's probably not the last time that's going to happen this year. I mean, you're winning games. This is my point to you guys on Friday when I said, hey, like, enjoy your 9-10 win season while you can. Because I don't think it's going to happen for very much longer when they switch up these divisions, unless there's major change. And... It really is incredible, especially, and I say this as an Iowa State fan who would kill for a nine-win season, okay? Like, to sit back and watch you guys lose your mind over this team that's probably still going to win nine games. I don't think you're going to win ten with this guy at quarterback. I think you'll go I think you'll go nine and three. Mm-hmm. Or eight that's and four. That's where I had him before the case. season with Cade McNamara. Thinking, that's where I had him thinking Cade McNamara was going to be pretty good. But... The schedule is so bad that you don't really need, you don't need much. Like to me, I don't enjoy it because of the schedule. That's I. I talked about this last show. Like you say, well, you're bitching and you're still winning nine games. <laughs> look at who. Look at who they're playing. Michigan State I know. is, is god awful. Purdue is god awful. It's. It is a minor league schedule that Iowa has the rest of the way. And I'm still not going to go in just chalking any of these games up to a win because I've learned my lesson on that. They're all going to be just clench your teeth and in hope. It's not the only thing you're going to be clenching. <laughs> Two guys named Chris. We are presented as always by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery in the Channel Seed Studio. Seeds. And Retro Gamer Dad, he says, "Would you enjoy playing Penn State every week?" No, I, I just want to play. Every, just I, like I'd love to play. Get used to it. Difficult Retro competition. Like I, I, I want to play Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Maryland. Like I, I, yes, that's that's who the competition should be. It shouldn't be just tucked away in this horrible. Big Ten West, and it's not going to be after this season. It's, yeah, it is going to change. I try and I will you enjoy guys that. Enjoy it. One, you got one last ride. Enjoy it. I'm, well, 
you, you enjoy enjoy we'll your enjoy nine Co- wins. We'll enjoy Cooper DeGene. We'll enjoy <laughs> the special he's teams a, and he's and the pretty good phenomenal. defense. He I, is. He's he a, is most most electrifying Hawkeye since Tim Dwight. Um, shout out to our friends at Circus Sports Iowa. This is cool. So our our firmly entrenched show with Nick Oson and Jake Brind and Aiden's going to go there. Aiden Wyatt. They are going to be live from the Circa Illinois launch coming up on Wednesday night. So they will be in over in Illinois. It's a suburb of Chicago. I'm not sure the exact town. But if you are one of our Illinois listeners and you've been wanting to participate in our, our Circa conversations, you'll be able to do so. as The launch is this week, and Nick, Jake, and Aiden will be live from there on Thursday night. I think they're going to get Brian Erlacher on the show. Brian Erlacher is going to be there as a partner of Circa. Hmm. So we're looking forward to that coming up on um, Thursday night. And we'll have more details for you guys. Actually, it's Wednesday. I'm sorry. It's Wednesday night is when those guys will be there. I, I misspoke. We'll have more details on when they will go live and all that stuff. But they'll be doing their firmly entrenched show from the new Circa in Illinois. Let's do our um, before we get into Iowa State. Since you already did yours, let's let's have a little uh, meat in the sandwich here. Our bigger, better, bolder performance of the past. Bigger, better, bolder. Powered by Kelderman Manufacturing. Uh, ben Wink get... gets off on interrupting you on that with that. <sighs> yeah, I didn't. Drop. I didn't want to interrupt Hassel, but I'll do it to William. Just gets off. Thanks, on guys. It. All I do is get interrupted on this show. Try and do like great sponsor reads. Hassel be like, "Hey, this guy yelled at me about a placenta." Oh, yeah, it's true. We'll get into that. Just calm down. Uh, re- for real, all of you farmers that are out there, if you having problems this harvest season, keep our guys at Kelderman. They have they have an entire line of agricultural products where they can help you. Uh, uh, shit breaks. It happens out there. And uh, my guy Jeff Kelderman and Mark and all the fellows at Kelderman will be there to help you out. Kelderman.com. They're located in Oskaloosa. So Hassel went uh, – I, I mean, Hassel's is a great pick for this week. Cooper DeGene for his bigger, bolder, better. Um, Matt, I'll let you go before I give mine. Who you got, Matt? Who are you nominating this week? Um, yeah, so that throttling in Lincoln. Man. Mm. Wow! Yeah, geez, yeah. I, I called that. Um, one. That was one of my games of the week. I thought Nebraska might uh, might be able to hang I with did Michigan. Too. Oh. Hey, real quick, Matt, before no. you get into this, I yeah. had a uh, I had a Iowa State fan. I think asked me like, why does Nebraska? Because I made a point. Nebraska has had so many of these spots mm-hmm. over the years, when one of these high profile East teams comes into Lincoln, and you're all like, oh, this is this, this is their chance, and then they always lose by 35, 40 points. It's my- incredible. But they got screwed for two reasons. One, they were the newbie to the Big Ten. And two, because they still demand these big television ratings. So the Big Ten is like scheduled. They get Michigan or Ohio State. It's kind of the opposite mm-hmm. of Iowa, where you guys, it's kind of like, ah, oh, maybe we'll play them every four years. Nebraska always plays them, and they always get their ass kicked. It was incredible. Uh, it was hilarious at the start of the game. I'm getting ready to head to... To, to the stadium in Durham and I've got the TV on in the background 
Michigan has already scored a touchdown, but Nebraska's coming out for the opening drive, and they go to the sideline reporter who is talking about the the starting quarterback who's a Nebraska native, and she goes into this story about how he's he, his entire goal in life is to bring Nebraska back to prominence, and he feels like he owes it to the entire state of Nebraska to to bring this program back to the level that they deserve. And she she wraps up, go back up to the booth, and he throws. And it's intercepted. <laughs> First pass of the game picked off. And then Poor boom, forty five seven. What what is your triple B though? Is it is, um, is it just Michigan? No, uh, so I think it was in the fourth quarter. They were up like what forty points. <laughs> and and JJ McCarthy's girlfriend walks behind the bench and just gives him a big smooch. Like <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that during a game. <laughs> A guy's girlfriend just shows up like on the field. I don't know. Good for Harbaugh letting her on the side. Yeah. And most these most these college coaches are just such control freaks. This would Harbaugh. Yeah. Eh, we'll bring the girlfriends down. That's great. That's a bold move. Did she get a bunch of airtime during the playoffs last year too? Yeah. Sister. Something weird happened with McCarthy's dad. Yeah, his dad like grabbed her butt or something like that happened. Yeah. Weird family, I guess. I don't know. Good for J.J. McCarthy. Uh, my bigger, better boulder for the week are baby blue uniforms in college athletics. Pull these things. Look at these. Look at this beautiful helmet by Tulane, which that's, is that's my. Nice. Well, I mean that the these uniforms, the baby are, blue these, with the dark green. Oh, I don't know what it is, but it's just glorious. And then Ole Miss as well. Oh my God! So we had the two best uniforms in all of sports each on. Saturday. Something too. I liked Duke. I like Duke and BYU, the Royal Blues. Those are mm-hmm. really fresh too. Something about the blue, but the baby blue. These are the best uniforms in sports, Ole Miss and Tulane. And I'm going to make a vow right now. If Matt Campbell ever leaves Iowa State, Jamie Pollard, if you're listening, if you make me the new head coach, I will change the school colors to baby blue. How about that, Russell? <laughs> I will change well, Iowa State's school colors to baby blue. And um, whatever whatever else we come up with, they did used to have navy blue <laughs> in their coloring. See, I think they need to bring that back as like a retro now, like and just totally like just buy because it, it was heinous. Do you remember those blue uniforms? How horrible they were! Wait, Iowa State they didn't have blue uniforms. Did no, they what had a blue outlines and yeah. stuff in their yeah 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 what. Oh, that just was that the Seneca it. Wallace era there that you're showing Van Wink with yep. the those eye cool. yep. on the collar. Yep. yep, those eyes on the collar were, those were sick. They look like I thought. I thought they were dog bones. <laughs> yeah, could have been. Uh, there you go. Mine are the baby blues. I was just enamored. There were so many. There were all these great games going on. I was watching Tulane and UAB just so I could watch the baby blues. On, on Saturday, and then Ole Miss comes out, drops 55 on Brian Kelly. If you wear the baby blues, you're going to win football games. There you go. So we've got for our bigger, better boulder, Cooper DeGene, the baby blues, and J.J. McCarthy making out with his girlfriend on the sideline of that ass-kicking of Nebraska. <laughs> All right. DeGene should win that one, by the way. He's a, he's a baller. Iowa State... Loses by 30 to Oklahoma in a perplexing game. I've had a hard time analyzing this game because it just was so opposite of what I'm like wired. To it seemed expect. like there were 90 minutes in that game, oh. not 60. 
I mean, that, that first, first half, half was like a full game in itself. Did Iowa go to halftime before Iowa State? I think they might have. It was really close. <clears throat> and the game and started State, 35 minutes later. Yeah. Um, you lose by 30. Your offense in the first half, at least, is as good as we've seen since Brock Purdy graduated. Uh, but your defense is now a mess, which is it's just this whole like bizarro world of Iowa State football. It, it's really tough to comprehend. I have a big picture look at all this that I want to run by you, uh, but Hassel, I'll let you jump in on this individual game first. Look, I, I like what the, the, the direction the offense is going, but I mean, you're going to have to live with some mistakes from, from Rocco Becht. That's why I predicted a pick six in this game and it happened Good call first play. And there were other plays like it, there were some other passes that were really close. Like Oklahoma was kind of selling out to make big plays and a couple of them turned into big plays for Iowa State. Um, but there are just certain things that that can't happen if you're Iowa State that were disturbing to me. I mean, another just major special teams catastrophe, a block punt. I mean, that can't happen. It just can't against Oklahoma and the defense. I mean, what is go- what is going on? Uh, I Oklahoma. I mean, you look at the two games they played against their best competition, Cincinnati and SMU. Offense didn't put up many points. They put up numbers, but they didn't get it in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Like they they've moved the ball, but yeah, they. The most concerning thing to me was just absolutely no pressure on the quarterback. I mean, Dylan Gabriel. He just sat back there and. He had all day. No, did you see? He had nobody the, in his he, face. He actually set up a fire and was making s'mores. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the background, in the third quarter. And sometimes Iowa State was only sending three. What? You can't just let that happen. How many times do you see it? You drop eight and you give up a big play. Because the quarterback can just sit back there and wait for one little opening and pick you apart. And you have to be able to put some pressure on the opposing quarterback and they got none you had gabriel just Tackling absolutely trucked a guy at the one yard line yeah he trucked an iowa state linebacker at the one ben nickel he was the backup safety he was in for oh my god i mean that <clears throat> I, I it's one thing if deacon hill is trucking you but dylan gabriel's not very big you had so many missed tackles you had guys in the secondary even when they were in position, they were making terrible mistakes. Whether it was grabbing at the last second for a penalty or just like on an underthrow. I mean, you had two guys. You had double coverage on one guy. And both the guys are looking at the defender and not the ball. And then they start to look up and the defender breaks back because it's underthrown. And he splits both of them and makes an easy catch. I mean, stuff that we haven't seen from Iowa State's defense in many years. And this is, I told you I was concerned after that Oklahoma State game that they, that they were able to put up that, those mm-hmm. kind of points. That was a, a terrible performance by the defense. Yeah, you just don't see it from a John Haycock defense. Like, I mean, it's been since 2016 since there was a game like this, I want to say. It was their their first season or the end of the roads era. But I do think the way they're playing on offense now is going to lead to more of this because yeah, exactly. they are 
taking more chances. They are scoring quicker. I mean, the, the defense is going to be on the field more and put in situations like that. And it's going to put a lot more I, pressure on the D. I think Matt Campbell's going to have to – Ben Bruns talked about this in detail yesterday, but for so long – Iowa State's defense has been so good that you've been able to just, you know, punt it and assume that they're going to get the stop. They won a lot of games doing that. And you've got to manage the game differently now, which is a little terrifying. But maybe it's a good thing, too, in the sense that it's going to get him, it's going to keep pushing Matt to, you know, evolve that offense just a little bit more, which it is. Uh, I was looking at Pro Football Focus last night. Their offensive line graded out better than it has all year. Mm-hmm. So and look what happened with finally you're throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, like and all of a sudden the box isn't as loaded and you can run the football. Yeah, and you're getting a 30 yard run with Abu Sama broke one there in the second quarter, right? Like so there's this plus, but can I just I just want to talk bigger picture with you because mm-hmm. this game like whatever. Are we at a point, NIL, Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, there's really like no guardrails or anything now. I just wonder how much better they are than the rest of the league. And I I, I think, and this makes me sick to my stomach, I think those two schools are going to be in Arlington in December chanting SEC at the Big 12 championship game in unison, rivals coming together. And I think yeah. that you're going to have an undefeated team, whoever wins next week, against a one-loss team playing for the final Big 12 championship. My Here is my hope for Iowa State. We kind of have opposite problems here with our teams. My hope is that Oklahoma and Texas are just so much better. Because I watched that Oklahoma-Cincinnati game they only won by 14, but they were bad in the red zone. Like, that could have easily been a 30-point deficit. Like, that Cincinnati wasn't in that game. My hope, this is a hope for Iowa State, is that they are so much better. Because it looked to me, Chris, Iowa State was completely outmatched. Like, I don't think if those teams played 10 times, Iowa State would win one. Mm-hmm. My hope is that Oklahoma... Keep in mind, Dylan Gabriel, who torched Iowa State, he only threw for like 150 yards against Iowa State last year. Okay? So, like, they've clearly gotten a lot better. I don't think Iowa State's that much worse. Right? They've clearly gotten a lot better. My my hope is that this is just kind of a sign of where this league is at, where you've got these two exiting teams, and they've ascended talent-wise so much beyond the rest of the league and that Iowa State's going to get back down to the competition level that it can kind of play with, mm-hmm. and the Cyclones can win some games. I don't know that, yeah, but I do see in these next five games, I mean, Iowa State should be in fourth quarter games with all of these teams, and hopefully you can pull some of them out you know, and salvage this thing. That's my big big picture hope for this. Yeah, because, I mean, when you're, you're, you're separating these, this conference into tiers right now, I mean, there's a huge gap, it, it appears anyway. From the top two and everybody else, and maybe Kansas State is alone in third. I don't know. Maybe they, they've they been lost injury. at Missouri we'll at the see. last second. Yeah, like Mike Golick Jr. was. I was talking to him after the game, and he he says he he does a, a spot on the Big Twelve uh, Sirius XM radio once a week, and they were asking him like, okay, 
after Texas and Oklahoma, what do you think of the Big 12? And he's like, I, I don't know. Like, nobody stands out. I think nobody. three through 12 is a total Really tight. Up. I mean, look at Baylor and UCF. Crazy game. Yeah. UCF think, had it won, and Baylor comes back and, and stuns them in their I first I think Oklahoma Big State and Houston are the worst teams. Uh-huh. And then I think everybody else you can kind of just throw into. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Iowa State might be close to those teams too. I mean, uh, that right now it looks Ohio, like that. but and then projecting forward to next season. That's why I mean you got a lot of people saying Colorado is going to come in and be the favorite next year. And Colorado's a team that'll probably win six games this year. But with the Deion Sanders effect, I mean, this is. There's just no separation. I mean, there's no like traditional power that's going to be left. Again, separating Texas and Oklahoma. Yes. So you're right. Like n- nobody was expecting Iowa State to win this game. So I don't think you have to have, um, I don't think you have to think too much about this game or be worried too much. It I mean, just the, is so uh, different than what we're used to. Because yeah. the defense has been the standard there. Right, right. And that's back-to-back games where the defense has looked like she. Yeah. So it's like like my mind automatically goes to, honestly, like, hey, Cockle, get this right. They're not playing wrong. But what if he doesn't? You know, and like now are you – think about the conversation we had two weeks ago after that loss to Ohio where the offense averaged like two yards mm-hmm. of play against a MAC team. I think that would be a totally different game right now. If Iowa State went into it this week, so much has changed. They, they've <laughs> it's crazy. And at that point, Iowa State's defense was ranked in the top like fifteen in the country. And now they you have played been Iowa's for the last offense. couple of years. Yeah, it's uh, I, I I don't know, but it's perplexing. There, there, there's going to be chances for wins this season on that schedule, which we've talked about because of the weakness of the rest of the Big Twelve, and it, and it begins this week. I mean, you got a chance. You got a chance against. Almost every one of these teams. Uh, shout out to our friends at Iowa Event Center, Wells Fargo Arena. Going to recently announced Adam Sandler coming to town on November the thirteenth, Old Dominion on December the seventh, and then WWE Monday Night Raw December the eighteenth. We're gonna have some sweet promos coming up with Iowa Everywhere. Would you want to go and sit ringside with me at WWE Raw? Matt, you've experienced this before. Really? Count me What was that like? Well, Uh, a lot of beer. (laughs) (laughs) Matt and I still, so you know how like, uh, you know what B-roll is, Hassel. A lot of our Mm -hmm. audience probably does it, but like WWE will just collect B-roll from these events and they'll use it on all their programming because they have like, you know, reality shows. We were on Total Divas, I think. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there's there's this B-roll of me and Van Winkle that got captured in Des Moines like 10 years ago, and we're just going crazy <laughs> in the front row of this WWE event at Wells Fargo, and it still gets used. It's I'm wearing like a Hulk Hogan t-shirt. <laughs> with it's, our good buddy, Corey Taylor. Oh, yeah, or Corey Taylor from Slipknot's with us. Maybe that's why it keeps getting replayed. Do you know who Slipknot is, Hassel? I know who they are. I, so, I know that they're like extreme heavy metal. It's not my thing. Matt and I sat next to the lead singer of Slipknot for four hours at this pro wrestling show, 
had no idea who he was. I didn't have a freaking clue. Oh, I wouldn't recognize. Yeah. But he was I great. Didn't like, were, we, I didn't know who you were talking about, Corey Taylor. Sat there, talked to him and his kid. Like, he, they were awesome. I mean, I know they're a big deal, like, in that genre. They're, they're a big deal. He's the guy with the needles in his face right Jeez. here on this picture. But uh, after the after the show, like a line of like twenty people lines up to like get their pictures with this guy, and like all these pro wrestlers are coming up and like shaking his hand. Oh yeah, I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? And I asked the guy, and he's told me who he was. Okay, so that's coming up. Uh, real quick, we did survive and Circus Survivor this week. The 49ers cruised for us, so we will great move on. week this week. Great week. Went four and one. Bang, bang, with our, our only loss was picks. was the Eagles. But four yeah. and one against the spread. Um, oh my God! That's so Luke, Williams. That's three straight winning weeks after yeah, our one and four opening week. It's we are three straight winning weeks. Did you watch the end of Sunday Night Football last night by any chance? No, no. I went to bed during the game. So you'll love this. This is this is like this is something that you would usually be on the opposite of. So Luch and I have our own little personal millions entry that we have, and we had the mm-hmm. Jets. And the Jets are down by three. The Chiefs are kind of just running out clock at the end of the game. Line Patrick was what, Mahomes, nine and a half? Nine and a half is the line. Patrick Mahomes has a wide open touchdown run ahead of him with like a minute to go, and he slides. Ah. And downs the nice. ball. We we got so lucky. But is is normally the case, these big public favorites. It I was reading last night that because Patrick Mahomes slid, it it was like a something like a five or six million dollar gain for the sports books across the country because all the public was on the Chiefs. There were so many people pissed off at how that game I'm guarantee you there's guys watching our show right now who got screwed by Mahomes sliding we had another meltdown by the by your bears um that was maybe their worst loss of the year believe it or not just yeah. how it all went down well, God, oh. the Bron- the, they were up 28 7 on the broncos <laughs> the 0 and 3 broncos and then just some comical plays like i i was on the plane watching this on on red zone and i saw the justin fields play where he like Got hit, threw it backwards, and then it ended up being a Denver touchdown. God. And I, we were, I was in a group text with my dad and some other people, and someone asked me to describe what just happened, like because they didn't see it. And I said, I, I don't even know how to describe it. I, all I know is Justin Fields like threw a backwards pass, and Denver got it and ran it back for a touchdown. That's the only way I can describe it. It was comical. But this is, in all honesty, this is better news for the Bears. Like, this regime has totally screwed it up. This gets them closer to just starting over and getting the number one pick. And right now, I think they hold the number one and the number two picks for next season. And And that's when you move on from Fields and you take Caleb Williams. Yes, absolutely. Caleb Williams is as good of a prospect since what? Andrew Luck? I would say probably Trevor Lawrence. Oh, okay. I don't think yeah, you go back point. that far. I think good Trevor point. Lawrence yeah. is probably the one. Um, okay, a couple other things to get to. So, I, you know, I'm and it, it appears that you're having the same issue that I am, except when I have it, it's in the state of Iowa. 
Mm-hmm. You're in Durham, North Carolina. Yeah. And some oh. guy starts screaming at you about yeah, placentas. Go eat the placenta. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, yeah, so make Golik eat the placenta. <laughs> <laughs> Look at face. He's like, what? Yeah. Huh? So, earlier in the unbelievable. day. Unbelievable. Well, I, I, God, I, I can't remember the guy's name. Van Wink, do you have it? The, the guy who, uh, he sent me a tweet earlier in the day. Is he from like, Iowa? I don't know if he's from Iowa. I think he went to Iowa State, but he lives in he lives in North Carolina. And he sent me a tweet earlier Steve in the day. Steve like, Pinkston? Steve. And said something about placenta. And I said, well, yeah, Golik, he, you know, he, he eats anything and everything. Maybe we'll, we'll get him to eat placenta. And <laughs> so we're on, I'm on the field, and this guy, I just hear him go, Hassel! Where's the placenta? And I turn around and I go up to him and I start, you know, I take the phone out and take video of him. And then he starts yelling at Golik. And Golik's like, what, what, what did he say? <laughs> and I said, he said uh, placenta. And, and I see the look on his face and I'm like, yeah, he's the guy who tweeted at us earlier today about the placenta. And he goes, Oh my God, it's starting to make sense now. He's like, I was like, I was like, why is this guy talking about placenta on Twitter? He's like, oh, this makes sense. And I said that, yeah, that placenta, it's like this running bit on the show. You know, you might talk mayo, we talk placenta. And, and he's like, oh, okay. And like he inadvertently like agreed to eat placenta because he was like, hey, Golic. Yeah, eat some placenta. And then they, I panned to Golik and Golik's like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> but he was there, he was there with his 10-year-old son. He t- took him there for his birthday. And he's uh, having a few pops, just talking placenta with the dudes, man. <sighs> just a bunch of guys sitting around talking about placentas. Good to Didn't meet you, you find, Steve. Did you find one of you guys found that you could buy placenta on like Amazon or something like that? Yeah, what was that Van Wink you sent like was it was like in an in an injectable form? It looked like it was in liquid form and you could just inject it. You can just right take into it, your body. Take a placenta pill every single morning when you wake up. You know, like I guess it's a badge of honor hassle that our listeners are so passionate that we're just walking around in public places. Like I'm walking around with my kids. Okay, I'm holding my little daughter's hands. They're they're all cute. They got their cyclone gear on. Hey Williams, did you eat their placenta? It's just like guys. Yeah. And so I was trying to explain to Golik like how this got started, and I was like, "Well, here's what happened. Our producer's wife was pregnant." He told me in confidence that they were going to devour the placenta at birth, and I accidentally spilled the beans on the show, and that's why. Just go wild on the placenta. Sorry, and I, and I, I feel bad. I'm sorry that I'm sorry that you know I, I gave that information up. That Van Wink has a, Matt, just a morbid taste for placenta. Matt, does your wife have any clue? Like my wife does oh, not listen to the show. She like, knows I don't even about think it. she know. I don't even think Ashley's ever listened to the show. Yeah, she knows she, about it. She's not happy about it. What? 
She doesn't so, like, so like when I meet your wife, she's no, I'm going to be kidding. pissed. She's not happy that I spilled the I beans. Like your that wife you guys have really a taste for placenta. She doesn't care. I'm just kidding. But can you? I wonder if they can. Do you think they can grow placenta? Like, because usually you have to have a baby to get the placenta no, to eat. But if you a have placenta? a taste for placenta, like the Van Winks, is like there a, ma- a way to mail ordered? Like, Grow, no. yeah, no. like grow a placenta. No, or get like someone else's used placenta to eat. No, the oh, like oh, a well, genetically we, modified. Wow, placenta. we just had a report in the comments that Williams is playing with his eyelashes again. I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> Damn it! I'll go back. You people, what get a life, Caleb? Van Wink's got a taste for placenta. You've no, got you a can't taste for grow eyelashes. A placenta. The the placenta only appears inside the womb when. When God creates it, yeah, but we can make so many things in the factory and labs nowadays. No, I'm going to. I'm going to find placenta and I'm going to send it to you. Oh my God! <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it. I don't. Don't do that to me. It's bad. I had to wait a year for a meat box. I'm going to have Dustin, my Channel C buddy. I'm going to have him go and steal one of his cow's placentas. And we're is he the one that sent the house. video of the cow birthing the the cow? No, that's Adam. And the placenta. That okay. guy, Adam. Is J-Bo's new podcast partner. Wait, I thought you said J-Bo's new podcast partner was a priest. <laughs> no. <laughs> you told me he was a priest. He does, he does work in like the youth ministry, but he's a farmer oh. during the day. That was him. Yeah. Did you... So have you made this announcement that J-Bo has a new podcast partner? No, I'm just telling you right now. You're doing now. it right now. Like it, it's coming up. Yeah, like we're... They're going to be... Hopefully, going here pretty soon. We're getting them a sponsor. What, do you, what are we going to call it? The priest and the altar boy. Oh, oh that Van Wink's I'm, got a. a still I'm sorry because view. I rub my eye. Well, it's I'm, because you pluck. I didn't your smell eyelashes and, and smell them so much. You guys are so eyes, weird. Your eyelids are probably raw. I just want to talk about sports. You know. My God. Okay. Well, last thing we had, you had a thing about a Lyft driver in Durham. Oh my God! Did he smell? It was the craziest. I have a really quick story about a parade, too. Don't let me. You do Durham, yours first. Durham is weird, man. A lot of people wearing, like, costumes, like, wearing fake ears. Furries? A lot of furries? I don't know what they were. But um, my Lyft driver was wearing wings. Wearing, like, I don't know how to describe them. They were, like, plastic wings. And sounds like a furry. It was really odd conversation. Sounded like a man, but it was a woman because it said she, her in the thing. Like I would, I would have thought it was a man, but it was a woman. Nice, but there, there was no music playing. And when the person wasn't talking, the person was like making noises with their mouth. Like we would, ju- I'd just be sitting there, and we'd be driving, and I'd just hear, was it buzzing? Yeah, if it had like, wings, yeah, like an animal. It's like it was a furry. So, how's your night going? <laughs> That's yeah, I, and it, it took me through it was like. A bee. A neighborhood. I, th- I was scared for a minute. I was scared. I thought it was going to be like 
it puts the lotion on its skin sort of thing. Yeah, I know in this scenario, but like it's, it's different and it's it's but don't you always have the fallback like if if this person who thinks it's a bee really got dangerous, I could kick their ass. Like don't you always have that to fall back on? No, cuz I don't I mean I, I no. What? <laughs> Like you said, you got scared. Like, what are you what, scared? What if the, like, just what if the person be... had a weapon? <laughs> that person's not carrying a weapon. I can promise you that that person doesn't have a gun. Oh, look, uh, Mrs. Bloom, Brent's wife, uh, chimes in in the comments. Did you ruin Brent's <laughs> lift rating in Durham, too? That was Williams that ruined it. The, the Bad rating. five-star rating that, uh, yeah, you were like... What, what was oh yeah because we were getting we had there were strangers incidents. with us couple and they weren't we strangers. were getting in an uber yes they were strangers no they're my friends from Bondurant that you just ran into yeah they oh, bumped into them okay. at Binion's remember and you wanted to fit like eight people in a car and the and the uber driver who was an Asian man <laughs> said Stop. no this is against the law. We cannot have eight people in the car. It, well, I can only fit. He didn't do that. He was yelling at us. And you and you go, you go bad. No, bad Uber driver. Bad, bad rating. Bad rating. He was being a dick. He was being very confrontational with us, and I didn't appreciate it. Well, he got you got the last laugh on on so, Bloom's Uber rating. I'm at. I'm at my um, hometown. I'm at Clorinda's homecoming parade. My mom and dad were... I actually noted this. My mom and dad were the grand marshals at the Clorinda homecoming. And I was like, I bet Don Hassel's never been a grand marshal. In what Muscatine. what does that even mean? What is a grand marshal? I saw that... Uh... Oh, good to have know. Circle Herc back in the comments. We've missed Circle Herc. So... Uh, we're there. My niece is also a homecoming attendant. So we go back and we're, we're watching the parade. This is for what? Clorinda Academy Homecoming? Clorinda. The Academy doesn't exist anymore. It got shut down, remember? Yeah, they're receiving votes in the football poll. They're back. So if you've ever been to a small town parade, you know what I'm talking about. But a lot of tractors, a lot of, you know, especially these homecoming ones where you have these flatbeds. Like, oh, it's the cross-country team. It's the cheerleaders. And they're all throwing stuff. Well, this guy who was driving one of these floats... The truck didn't have a door. Okay. Yeah, there's mom and dad, the grand marshals of the uh, homecoming parade. God bless them. Wearing, uh, wearing Cox colors. Yeah, wearing their Gamecock colors. Look at that. That's my niece, Addison. Um, this guy didn't realize it, but his pants were <laughs> down like all the way to like the middle of his thigh. What do you I mean? bet this guy weighed 350 now, pounds. Now, hang on a sec. What do you mean he didn't realize it? Like, I think he sat you don't down. Think he was, you, you don't think he did that on purpose? No. No. You don't think he was pleasuring I think he had saggy pants. I think he the sat down, and his pants went. They pulled down while he sat down. He had to be sitting bare ass, and he drove <laughs> around this entire parade, and like we could all see thigh up. It was crazy. What? Yeah. This is in the Clorinda homecoming parade? Yeah. 
It was wild. This poor bastard. Like somebody just needed to Wh- tell wait, him. Wh- why but didn't I think he have he a door on much. his truck? Huh? No, why there didn't he have any... a doors? Because he was so big, he can't fit in. If there's a door? no, it's just an old beater that they were using. Yeah. God, what kind of town do you? I swear, it's a great town. I had a good, great time going back. But Cardinals why were your parents beat. grand marshals? Like what? Because they're legends in that town. Interesting. Okay. You I, you have a the grand marshal is like somebody who can uh, be a liaison between the past and the present. Did you say liaison? Yeah. <laughs> you added an extra syllable. <laughs> say no, it again. A liaison. <laughs> <laughs> Liaison. Yeah. It's liaison. Liaison. Yes. No, that's that's wrong. Liaison? It's, so it's pert near the same thing. Pert near <laughs> God. And then we went down to the crick afterwards. Man, Williams. I it's like once a week you say something. <laughs> well, anyways, like a this liaison. guy drove around the whole parade with his pants down and didn't know it. I I just I mean I give you credit for not judging because no I don't judge I think him. I would I think I would think that he did that on purpose and he was like he had his no, pants down and he no this guy was just he was he was overweight he sat down he had loose pants anyways they went down he didn't realize it we can't get out of here without referencing the, the Matt Campbell again responding to the you're on the oh, hot seat I hadn't even seen this this didn't get very big there it did is. it no. Now he didn't like ha- go after the fan or, or have to be restrained like a couple weeks ago at Ohio, but there were fans, and I don't know, they looked like probably Oklahoma fans, yeah, that were chanting at him. But they saw the video from a couple weeks ago, so they did it, and then he like pointed up at them and said something, but hard to say, hard to say what he said, but. You can't come on. You can't. You can't respond. You can't because now this is going to happen everywhere after a loss, and even before games. These opposing fans, and even fans of Iowa State who are looking to get under his skin, they're going to do this because he's responded twice now to this. Yeah, I hadn't even really seen that. That must have not made the rounds. Well, I saw it, and Van Wink saw it. No, I saw it from you guys. Like that—that that oh. was the only reason I that I had seen that. Yeah, he's just got to leave. It you alone. were trying to. Push it under the rug. You were trying to get through today's show without even mentioning that. <laughs> I forgot about it. It was honest. tweeted out by an Oklahoma guy. So I uh, like a probably media just guy. Got, no, just a fan. Got it. He mm. needs a he needs a liaison between him and the fans that can kind of block out all that extra noise and just kind of keep him focused. He on should hire us to just be, and then people will just scream placenta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I'm doing a CW pod later today with Scott Docterman. We're going to dig deep on just the state of Iowa. And we're going to do a lot of like in-depth college football stuff. Here's an idea, maybe for next week's CW pod. Get the priest that it's going to team up with Bohannon, the cow placenta priest <laughs> that he's going to have as his co-host. And you just get the backstory on that. The cow placenta priest. <laughs> Uh, we got that coming up. Legends and listeners, man, I got a gr- ton of great feedback from their show last week. It was really good. A lot of Iowa fans were uh, really appreciated that show. Uh, 
And then the, the Big 12 show with Jake Brind and Nick Oson will be live from Circa on Wednesday night in Illinois. So we've got a lot coming up this week. Uh, Miller and Williams, I think we're recording on Tuesday night this week. That's kind of when we're starting to do this. So appreciate it. Uh, Hassel, where are you at this weekend? Where do you go? Going to Athens, Georgia. Got number one Georgia, hosting number 20 Kentucky. Kentucky just blew out Florida. They're unbeaten. And they are headed down between the hedges to take on Georgia. (laughs) Never been. What are you laughing at? (laughs) Nicholas's comment. It's the same priest that you watched Rudy with during, quote, prayer time. (laughs) What's Who, you? I think he's referencing when you lived in the church. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That that story of all the things I've learned about you is the craziest, that you lived in a church with these priests at St. Ambrose. Like, (laughs) that is the weirdest... I can, and I know like how weird you are too. Like that had to be so uncomfortable. Like, especially well, I, after your childhood, you were this problem child. You were always creating I didn't really drama, know doing the drugs. Like you know. I thought, it, but it was st- now I had a roommate that was my friend, so that was fine. But it was yeah, it was a floor, and it was only like I would say there was only fifteen of us living on the floor with the priests. Right down the, I mean, there was a there was like a. A, a hallway that the, that the, the priest lived on, and then we lived on in this other hallway. But it was real close. Like we, you know, we'd see them come back munching on communion things to go into their room, and, and we'd go back into our room. It, it is weird. In fact, I think I may have blocked out some of it. I used to, because I was so weirded out by the whole situation. You know, we had a community bathroom that you had to <laughs> you, you i'm sure a lot of dorms had this where you had to shower with yeah. <laughs> other people and go to the bathroom with other people i would use an empty milk jug and i would piss into the empty milk jug and just <laughs> sit it down so i wouldn't have to go into the bathroom and my roommate got would get so lazy piece because i would shit. keep i would keep it in the you know i would Put it back in the in the little mini fridge in the room. What did you have After to do when I, you had to take a shit? I mean, I get. I don't. Chris, know. I don't remember. I don't you remember. didn't. You went into the bathroom to take a shit, right? Yeah. I no, you what, didn't. I can tell you're lying to me. Well, right I had now. to. What did you poop? Obviously. In? What did you poop in? I I don't remember. I don't remember. You I just. You pooped in your room, didn't you? <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I only pissed into the milk jug. Ugh. Wait a second. The We Will Collective is back in the comments, still upset upset about us a... making fun of the the Amish benches. I still don't life, understand the Amish thing. Like, I was thinking about this more over the weekend. I'm sitting around thinking about this. What if, like, there's a certain Amish, and they're in this bench-making deal, and they just suck at what they do? Like, mm-hmm. not everybody's good at everything. Yeah, like the good Amish, they, they make... They make the actual like furniture for houses that you elite furniture. Yeah, elite furniture. This is so, like what if you know there's some offspring and it's just not very good. They're not very good at making benches. Is it still marked up fifty percent just because they're Amish? It doesn't make any sense. Make it make sense. I love that they just they're so desperate to sell these things 
that they just bring them like into the middle of a parking lot at Jack Trice and just set them there. Just in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing else around. It's just these Amish benches that look like they belong at McDonald's and on the play place. It's actually McDonald's not a colors. terrible spot for them. It would fit in it like the play playpen. Like you know, I love that Bloom, Bloom was like, you know what, Chris? We'll, we'll, we'll give you. You know what? Because you're you're a you're a good friend and a, such a big Cyclone fan, and I, I think we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and give you one. You, I won't make you pay for it. And you're like, nah, I'm good. All right. I, I just I'm I know the Amish do great work, but so do some non-Amish. Is my whole point. That's the whole point. It's ridiculous. Weird show again. Again, weird show. Yeah, just we got to get out of here. We got to keep. I don't know how you brought this back to the the me living with priests with piss jugs. You took shits in boxes. No, I did not. In your that, room, and I, then no. took it to the bathroom. I did not. So Look, I will admit everything I've done. I told you I pissed in a jug. I lived with priests. I told. I you asked what you that, did to shit, and you said you didn't remember. And you had well, that I just smirk don't remember. All I remember is pissing in the jug. So I'm sure I, when I had to do other things, I I went to the bathroom. I don't know. I used to time mine out right around when I knew everybody else was at class. All right, enough. Enough of this. This is. We'll see you guys on Thursday. <laughs> Iowa everywhere.